It's March 8th, 2021. This is Rook. She is an Iranian-American bodybuilder, entrepreneur, and social media influencer who may today be seen as a face of female empowerment and having it all. But Hoda Jara's road to the heights of fitness and competition has been paved with adversity, including being held hostage and sentenced to two decades in jail only three years ago before escaping back to America. Hoda came from a working-class conservative Muslim family in Iran and has made it her mission to break barriers and taboos. She joins me for her first first ever interview in English coming up. Plus, we have your letters and more. This is Conversations from, to, and about the Iranian diaspora. I'm Gian Gomeshi. This is Rook. Welcome to episode number 91 of Rook. Navado Yek, Kian, in Farsi. Yes, thank you, Gian. Trying to help you. <laughs> Coming to you from uh, number 91, Navado Yek. One more time. Well, I'm just making sure you learn it. <laughs> Coming to you from Toronto, Canada, with a salute to all of you joining us from around the world. Khoshomadin, welcome. Durud Bashoma. We're on an ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. You can find us on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes, and uh, now on little video clips as well on Instagram, YouTube, CastBox, and Telegram. Uh, here's a formal hello to you, the fabulous Keon. Hi, Gian. Happy International Women's Day to you. Thank you. Big respect to you and recognition to all the uh, incredible women on our Rook team and in our community and those in Iran who are at the forefront of creating change. Some incredible female guests we've had on Rook. Speaking of uh, women creating change in the Iranian diaspora, uh, Hoda Jara joining us in just a little bit from Florida. She's an Iranian-American bodybuilder, and what a story she has. You know a little bit about this story. I've heard she, of her a little She bit. comes from a very modest means mm-hmm. and, a, and a very conservative Muslim family. Her father left when she was quite young and has, against all odds, become this powerful force and brand in fitness and in bodybuilding and in business. Uh, she was a pioneer. She was the first uh, Iranian female bodybuilder in a bikini under the Iranian flag. So oh, yeah. you can imagine she's uh, breaking taboos with that. Only um, only three years ago, she was sentenced to 20 years in jail in Iran, and she escaped. She can't live there now. It's quite a story. So Hoda Jara joining us in, uh, in just a few minutes. I'm really looking forward to that. I think she's the first of her kind of female bodybuilder from Iran. I don't think I know any others. Yeah, there may have been other female bodybuilders, but certainly not in the bikini mm. and all that. That's where yeah. she's breaking ground. Uh, hello, Captain Reza. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello. And Groovy Shaya. Hello. Hi, Azizam. Chaturi, Azizam. Who? Mizun. 
Perfect, yes. Ah, good. And uh, Shia, were you watching the, uh, I'm very curious about these things. As Now, I'm someone who grew up in England and has a somewhat bittersweet uh, relationship with the uh, the monarchy. Are uh-huh. you? How, were you watching the Meghan and Harry interview last night? I'm always oh, curious Oprah? about whether you, since you came from Iran relatively recently, whether you're interested in these things. Um, so, uh, uh, honestly, I didn't follow them very seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, as a gossip news, for example, we followed their wedding and some stuff, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not as a serious. But actually, uh, uh, w- while I was coming to the office, I read the highlights of last night's interview. Yes. Some of them is shocking, and I'm really, I, I want, I'm going to watch it tonight. You're upset. You're upset on behalf of Megan and, and Harry. Uh, I'm upset. <laughs> you're 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 up in arms. You're 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 not happy with the way they were treated. Is that what yes. you're? What For example, the the, uh, the the dialogue that was like the skin of your child. Yes. What color is it going to be? Yes. And it's shocking to me. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, it was mm-hmm. it was really shocking for me. Shia deeply invested in what uh, what happens to. I haven't never heard Shia so excited about something. It's the most exciting event since the last Dang Show album. (laughs) What happened? I was shocking. It was shocking for me. It's like Shia, what? Such emotion. No, really. I mean, it's it's. Thank you, Shia. It was great. (laughs) You will be invited to the next clubhouse for that. By the way, nice seeing you guys on Clubhouse. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I like how we see each other all the time. We talk to each other all the time. And then, then we when we saw each other on a new app, like a new platform, we're like, <laughs> yeah, no sorry. way, Keon. You know, we're all excited. <laughs> so we had our first, uh, this is definitely going to alienate at least 95% of the audience because most people aren't on Clubhouse yet. But it's this new app news platform where you go and it's audio and you go into rooms and people talk mm-hmm. so uh i joined last week and then we set up this event and so we had our first sort of clubhouse event i guess or talk or whatever on friday room. night room yeah. yes thank you shia <laughs> we had our first <laughs> uh on on friday night and uh and it was good right was really i mean good. i tried to moderate yeah. i was trying to figure you know i'm learning how to do it yeah, yeah. not to speak but to <laughs> do the clubhouse uh, sort of thing and uh yeah, I mean, so we've set up a Rook Media Club You can that anybody can follow. Like, nobody knows about it yet, but, you know, once they... We'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. And I love how Captain Reza wasn't there because he's got an Android. Like, it's for, it's for iPhones only, right? For oh, people really? With, yeah, yeah. For, so far right now, it's only... You can only access it through Apple iPhone. Um, and we encourage you guys to come in. The, I have, like, you know, you have to be invited. Mm. And, and I keep running out of invites. I, I invite people. But then uh, Clubhouse keeps giving me more invites. I don't know if they're why they're doing that for me to invite <laughs> people. So uh, Captain Reza was absent. And Some he captain. and well and I I was saying where you know okay you can join mm, I don't have an iPhone you know and so How uh, convenient <laughs> I'll look at cartoon character <laughs> yeah he doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, Sounds that's, like that's, he's that's, on that's what I hear when he <laughs> speaks he all right <laughs> I can only do the impression I hear <laughs> <laughs> no iPhone mm. I need an Android I've got an Android you know so I was like uh, well can you do you have somebody in your circle that has an iPhone you know and I. I think you're using this as an excuse mm. at this point to not join us. Honestly, I don't have an iPhone. Right. 
but if I did, I would have. I would have definitely. Now I'm curious. Like I got my girlfriend to join because she's got an iPhone. Right. So she tried joining. She couldn't figure it, figure it out. She got frustrated. She was getting into the rooms. Like she couldn't get out and all of that. <laughs> yeah, Same yeah, problems you yeah, were having. Yeah, yeah. But she got so frustrated. She's like, no, I'm not going to use this. This is a waste of time. I got work to do. She deleted the app. So Yeah. Well, I, I think that's that's great that yeah. she did that because <laughs> it is annoying. It is but, annoying. But also she should at least stay and, and come into the Rook Media because, uh, you know, I think you have to sort of walk the line between there's some very – useful and interesting conversations that are happening in, in there and with a lot of people who are we've heard on this show and and who are doing really cool things but for the most part it's already nonsense no, and nonsense. and my new favorite thing is not to actually do anything in clubhouse but you see you can see the people that you know or follow um or follow you i don't know something like that you can see what rooms they're in and when they're uh, you know Mm. so i don't really care about going in any rooms and hearing anything i just like (laughs) to see like i'm like is chef haas back on clubhouse (laughs) sure enough right like i just open it and i see certain names i'm not going to out them except for but uh and one of them may rhyme with lavi goham (laughs) but i mean every minute of the day yeah and even like at you know three in the morning i'm like i don't even want to go on club i'm like i wonder if savvy roham's like and i open it and he's in a room you know? <laughs> i'm just and it's terrible it's like that's the lack of privacy it's like there's got to be a setting for roham so he doesn't so we don't know that he's always on you know god love him but yeah so i mean i think some people are spending way too much time <laughs> On club. Wow. That said, we invite you to you know follow me. Come on, <laughs> the Rook. We don't really. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to try and do some interesting stuff on it. But yeah, it's it's a new platform. People get addicted and, and immediately yeah. want to yeah. be there all the time or something. You know, we discourage our team members to spend more time on it, but other people, our fans, join. Well, the truth is, like last Friday. I mean, I don't want to be spying on this is, you know, but last Friday, Savvy Rohan was supposed to be working on Rook, you know, in the middle of the day. And uh, he's supposed to be editing. He was editing and putting Farsi subtitles on the Armin Amiri video, which we've ended up putting on Saturday up on on our platforms. And um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to check something. And sure enough, he's in Clubhouse. (laughs) You know, <laughs> while he's supposed to be working, right? what a guy. so I come from him. I'm like, uh, uh, Savvy Roham. What? No, I, I just listen for. Yeah, I have it. You know, like, uh, 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 yeah. I mean, it's uh, he's you know. super multitask. I'm sure while he was in the clubhouse and editing. I'm sure he was listening to a football match between Raul <laughs> no. and Yeah, that's the other thing. I always walk into a, the office when he's supposed to be editing and there's like Bundesliga games <laughs> happening and like, you know, he's on the phone with somebody from, you know, I mean, I'm like Savvy I'm, Rohan. I'm playing FIFA in other laptop. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's weird. That's why he's savvy. Shia, I don't think you're following me on Clubhouse. Really? Yeah, because I tried to in, invite you to be a member of the uh, uh, Rook, Rook uh, Media. I think I'm following. No, you. I don't, and I was like, "Wow, damn, burn like Shia." Shia. Is too cool. Yeah, yeah too cool to follow me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me find you. I will follow you. Right <laughs> My name is Gian. <laughs> see if you, he's like, what do I look for? <laughs> By the way, I mentioned the video, so we put our first. Uh, you know, we started shooting the interviews in here. We're going to shoot the one with Hoda as well, and um, putting you know incrementally, we'll put little clips up. And so yeah. that's kind of, oh, that's kind of exciting for us, right? And yeah, 
All right. I'm nodding. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, People sorry. can't hear you nodding, Keon. <laughs> this is radio. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, nodding. Well, maybe nodding. we should put this on video. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what I'm talking Let about. See, that's what you should have said. <laughs> By the way, this incredible content could come to you for $5 a month. <laughs> If you've been if you've been riveted for the last ten minutes by this content, jeez, you know there's people tuning in for the first time because they want to hear the interview with Hoda, yeah. her first interview ever in English. She's got a huge following, and this is what they're getting. <laughs> I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> and then Keon nodding. Yeah, on Keon radio, nodding. On well, you're doing so great. Oh, I'm yeah. like tashviking you. Thank you uh, for tashviking. I just follow you. On oh, thank you, Shia. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I had to uh, out you, shame you on the air. To follow me. Uh, <laughs> you know, we would love you folks out there to become patrons of our show, though, if you like what you hear. And for sure, uh, if you're a regular listener, $5 a month or $10 a month, 10 bucks a month to become our BFF is all it takes. And it really makes a difference. We're trying to keep things as commercial free as possible. So rookmedia.com rookmedia.com is where you go and just hit the support us button five or ten dollars a month all right i think i've done all the business <laughs> yeah we didn't get anywhere with the megan and so, harry no. thing <laughs> right. it and was fascinating though the interview did you watch it yeah I and did. what did you think it was riveting um a lot of she said a lot of things that i found quite shocking it made mm-hmm. like i i'm shocked she was even able to say a lot of those mm-hmm. things so what did you think uh, I thought Oprah is amazing, mm. uh, and like she's just such a good interviewer. I really appreciated that. Almost as I, good I as you. I, I, yeah, I could teach her a couple things, but yeah, <laughs> no, I, I actually don't. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. To be honest, mm. I don't know how I feel about it. I've got this weird thing where this relationship with the Queen. You know, I mean, my whole life she's been on the money and you know mm. I've lived in England and Canada she's so even though I'm not a monarchist you know I don't I, you know I, I feel at, an attachment you know to really? her yeah yeah like that's I'm, so like, weird for I me I know yeah, I know I'm the last person to have a, an attachment to the British monarchy and, and I grew up with very left-wing politics and stuff yeah. but hmm. but I just kind of feel like you know don't beat up on the queen all that's right she's not, she's an old you know lady she's not, yeah. I know I know I mean I, and I've been outspoken about all the money that they've lavished on palaces mm-hmm. when people are poor and what, but there's something about the queen that you know i just uh i'm protective of her thought out of all people you'd yeah. be uh pro queen that's interesting well i'm i am pro the the woman who is 95 years old who's, <laughs> oh, yeah. who's okay, you okay. know lived a seemingly oh. lived a life of integrity what about your family they weren't ever anti um british monarchy absolutely actually my dad was really not into the, mm. the the royal family actually we, we we've all had our heebie-jeebies but 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 you know you know the romance with diana mm. and charles and uh, you, you get caught up in it from a sort of pop culture uh, standpoint as if you're it's like a drama a soap opera as opposed to really uh investing in the, the yeah. royals or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. i agree but I, I i don't know because i was such a fan of diana i feel like i because of her demise i can't support the other side mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. the queen you've watched the crown i have and <laughs> even it, before that isn't I it weird how the crown almost set up mm this Oprah interview. It's like, yeah. you know, watch the previous seasons and the, the new <laughs> season is nuts? Oprah interviewing Megan it's and like Harry. This. It's just a continuation of, although I did, I did meet uh, Will and, and Kate. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was hosting a Canada Day event and uh, cool. I met them and they were very nice, very down to earth, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I, I think I said to, I said to uh, 
Will, will, will. I mean, I don't know. The guy, <laughs> the guy doesn't know me. I, no, Prince William. <laughs> okay. you know, I said, uh, hey, aren't you, in, you know, are you into, uh, I think I said, are you into Oasis? You know, the British band Oasis. Okay. And he was like, no, that's my bro. <laughs> and he went Harry, you know. But yeah. I was like, oh, the prince talks like a person, you know. <laughs> Are you like, fangirling over this guy? <laughs> Wait, have you ever met Harry? Or uh... I never met Harry. Okay. No, no. I met uh, Megan. Yeah, I met okay. Megan. Yeah, okay. but, but not Harry. Oh. Uh, now that's my bro. You know, I was like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, good luck to the, the royal founder. What does one say? Good luck to the dissolution of the royal family after this latest uh, scandalous uh, interview. Uh, and way to go, Oprah. That's my takeaway from the interview. There's a reason that woman is an industry. She is just phenomenal at what yeah. she does. Uh, should we get to our feature guest? Yes. We please. have some uh, letters. Yes, quite a we're pile. We're going to get to after this. Let's go to, I know Hoda's waiting. Let's go. My feature guest today is a pioneer award-winning bodybuilder. She was the first Iranian female bodybuilder to compete in the bikini category and did so under an Iranian flag. Hoda Jara is an entrepreneur, fitness instructor, model, motivational speaker, and a social media influencer. Hoda was born in Tehran during the Iran-Iraq war. At the age of seven, she watched Arnold Schwarzenegger's pumping iron film and began building her own body using old rusty exercise equipment and videos. Hoda left Iran in her mid-20s and eventually immigrated to the United States and entered her first competition at the 2015 Bodybuilding Championships and won third place in the bikini division. Her global profile began to grow. In 2018, on a return visit to Iran to see her mother, Hoda was arrested, held hostage, and tortured by Iranian authorities. She was convicted of encouraging Middle Eastern women to think and act for themselves, touching the Iranian flag without a hijab, and putting Islam and Sharia in danger. She was sentenced to 20 years to life in jail, plus 100 lashes. While out on bail, Hoda fled Iran. In 2018, Hoda Jara was named one of the 100 most influential women in the Middle East by BBC News. Today, she is continuing her business and fitness work. She's written a book, is fresh off an appearance as a guest judge on Persia's Got Talent, and has amassed a huge social media following. And right now, Hoda Jara joins me from Palm Beach, Florida today. Hello. Hi, Jian John. I'm so happy to be here right now. Thank you for having me. It's very nice that, first of all, it's. I was looking forward to this anyway because you're impressive and you've got this incredible story. But I also understand this is your first in-depth interview ever in English, right? So we're honored. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. And I'm a little nervous. And I'm going to warn your audience because I know my grammar is really bad <laughs> because I never learned English in a college. And um, how, how did you learn to speak English if you didn't learn in school? Uh, <laughs> So um, I learned English from Family Guy when I came to U.S. That was one of the show. I think it's very educational show, and um, I'm watching it every day. For people who don't know it, it's basically a cartoon, maybe an adult kind of cartoon, but uh, that's where you learned your English. Look, let me start here because um, uh, obviously we're going to get into your story, but you are strong, you are impressive, you are ambitious, you really are ambitious. I've talked to you before. 
And uh, I think I even joked with you that if I if we interview, I'm going to start with this. Your schedule is very entertaining to me. You you get up at three fifty nine a.m. every day. Not four, by the way. Three fifty nine a.m. every day. Why? Um, I raise very religion. I come from a very conservative family. Used to be I wake up for a morning pray. I keep continuing wake up early in the morning because I like to wake up when it's dark outside. I feel like universe open just for me. Hmm. I love my morning coffee. First thing in the morning, I love to talk with my mom. I have to hear her voice. She charged my battery. I have to hear her voice. Then I start to doing my routine. And uh, I used used to be I wake up at 5 a.m. And uh, when I hear a lot of people wake up at 5 a.m. And I in my head and I said, okay, if I wake up one hour earlier than everybody, I probably can catch up because I was almost 29 when I got in U.S. I was 29 years behind first world. And it was very important doing my best to catch up with all these successful people. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, health-wise, because obviously you're in incredible shape, but you've also been a fitness instructor. Health-wise, is there an advantage to getting up that early? Oh, absolutely. You have to know. You First of all, I have moderation life. I work hard. I train hard. I study hard. I'm hard on myself, but when it's come to fun time, I go very hard. <laughs> I never satisfied. I want a lot from my life. I'm insatiable. More I get, more I want. More I every, I, I always say success is addictive. More you success, more you want from anything. Is it not but, possible to be insatiable and stay up late and get up late? I mean, oh, absolutely. What? Okay. So, so many of my musician friends, writer, uh, they inspire by late and they wake up late, but they make their day or their night meaningful. Whatever fits in your life, right, right. just plan for it. You know, uh, let me get into what, uh, first of all, what you're well known for, which is uh, a few things, but certainly bodybuilding. You've said, I was the first person to bring bodybuilding with a smile and self-love to Iran. Uh, what does that mean, bodybuilding with a smile? If you look at certain sport, it's come from different type of people. But the bodybuilding used to be, bodybuilding was like very angry, mean, and haters, like with so many mad faces and angry. People looking at the bodybuilding like um, people likes to fight or people's haters. People come from uh, a lot of problem. Um, I was a trainer when I was 16. I trained people over 20 years. But I'm looking at all those women and I said, no, I like to stay feminine, sassy, foxy, classy, but with nice shape. When you do weightlifting, you don't need to act like a dude most of the women followed them they thought they should act like that and a lot of women they want to be in shape but they afraid touch weight because they said oh as soon as touch weight i'm gonna be look like them mm -hmm. i said no if you're not using anything 
juices or whatever they take, your voice doesn't going to change. Your body not going to be look like guy. And you're going to even have a nice shape. Stay strong. Be the strong mind, a strong body. Love yourself without using anything. Just eat healthy. Train hard. And train a smart. Don't hurt yourself. Why is the smiling part important? I remember having a, a yoga teacher once who would say to me, um, relax your face. You know, I would be doing a, a position and I'd, I guess I'd have a scrunched up like uh, face like I'm, you know, working really hard or something. And she would say, relax your face, you know, and your body, you, you'll relax into the position. Is that part of the smiling thing or what, what is the, the, the smiling element for you? Why not a smiling? Do you like to talk with people with mean, angry face or you rather talk with very calm, positive, with a smile face? People love to be surround positive people. And it's not come from, this personality come, not come from overnight, not come from because of I'm immigrant. I always been this way. When I was in Iran, I was a person throughout party entertain people all night and we dance and smile and miss, tell them joke. One guy called me and said, oh, you can be a stand-up comedy. You say people joke back to back. I even didn't know back in the day, I even didn't know what is a stand-up comedy means. But it's my personality. The environment I grew up, it was very dark. I was, a, I was born two months after war. All I saw was black, miserable, crying, faces and i hate it mm. and i thought i'm going to change it for myself eventually it's going to change for environment too i don't want to wear black if i wear black it's my choice mm. it's not one of those cover over all my thought all my look it's so empowering hearing you talk about um coming out of that darkness the way you have just just now um and yet and and i could imagine a lot of your followers feel that way that's why you've got such a big social media following and so many fans um and yet when you first came out doing this this bodybuilding especially in the bikini and and identifying as a proud iranian i can't imagine that you didn't get some pushback as well that there were people who were unhappy with this taboo that you were breaking or that assumed you were doing it for certain intentions or whatever uh, what was that like when you first started to get known as a bodybuilder proudly showing off her body in a bikini i was always working out then um, in 2013, I decided to try it. It was in my head because I was very brainwashed. I knew it, I'm brainwashed. I was afraid of everything. Show my skin, show my hair. I thought I will torch in hell. No matter you doing as a woman, the environment I raise, it's sin. You're not even shouldn't think about it and i put it in action and i struggled with myself over two years and i said hoda you're gonna do it if anybody gonna church you in hell that's allah okay let him do it i don't know now it's he or she <laughs> so many things changed today 
So back in the day, Allah was he anyway. And <laughs> so in 2015, and I said, okay, finally, I'm going to do it. I didn't have any, any idea what I'm doing. I had nine weeks to get ready. And, and I said, I was terrified. I was freaking out. First thing from my own family. And I said, okay, everybody going to damn me. Nobody going to talk with me anymore. And I was ready for it. And I said, but you're going to figure it out how I knew it. I'm brainwashed. And it was really bothering me. And after nine weeks, I get ready. And I said, what is the worst thing going to happen? You're going on a stage. Just think you're practicing in your shower, in your bathroom, and nobody's there. That's all my imagination. And I jump on a stage. I had posed. Literally every girl's come with their family and trainer. I was with myself. And it was, it was hard. And now. Uh, so the family and trainer yell at those girls, always oh, stand tall, suck in your belly. They were just tell them what they do and people cheering up. And I use all those voice for myself. Hmm. And it was just, it was just a free lesson for me. And I said, oh, thank you all to correct me. And I got third place. I was so proud for first time in my life and i said oh my gosh this is so releasing i show my skin without feeling shame i show my skin without afraid of allah and i said okay if it's work for me probably work for so many other people then i start to get more confidence talk about overcome your fear the fear is the most dangerous thing in the world people not trying to do anything because of fear but surely there were people who were unhappy with you for entering this competition for even for winning even for coming in third place uh, how, how did you deal with that whether it be friends or family or Iranian authorities or whatever I mean this is before you've gone back to Iran we'll get into that story but just in general the pushback the 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 negativity that's uh, that you would get by putting yourself out like that how did you deal with it oh it was so harsh at the beginning and uh, it was really bad um, all messages and direct, it was just very bad. A lot of guys send me their body parts, offer me money, and they call me so many names, like <laughs> whore, prostitute. It's all those bad names. And um, they maybe point, very, very, it was very a small group of people cheer me up at the beginning. And I'm, I'm so happy my decision and my way brought big wave of uh, different thought in those country who look at the woman down, who look at the woman, not allowed to show your skin. If you're sure your skin, you're in prostitution business or um, people change. And I'm so happy for those countries, for those places, my family changed. I'm so proud of them. This, all this change over these years didn't happen just for me. It was happening for so many people. Now I can see like, oh my gosh, my enemies are quiet. And so many people cheer me up. They look at me 
uh, as a role model, they look at me as the person and inspire them. Because I'm myself, I talk from my heart, I talk from my experience. All these details didn't come from college or book. I went through hell many times and I stand up. Every single time I stand up is stronger than last time and last time. And I know it's continuing. My everyday is awesome. My everyday is gifted. Every morning when I wake up and I said, wow, what a day. When I go to sleep and I said, oh my gosh, how many hours? I was counting, okay, only hold up a few hours. You're gonna wake up, your morning coffee wait for you, another fantastic day. And you're gonna hit it harder than yesterday. Okay. Every yeah. single day. You've said so much that I, I wanna pick up on. You've talked about your family, you've talked about going through hell, um, you've talked about religion. Um, take me back to that, what you called that conservative Muslim family earlier in this interview. You're growing up in Iran in a very conservative Muslim family. Can you describe what what, what that was like? What does that mean? Um, when I was born, I was born in a very downtown in Tehran, very Bacha um, <laughs> like, like, like the project. The so environment yeah. was not just conservative Muslim. Environment was very uh, superstitious, closed mind, mostly no education. And it was dark age in Iran for everybody and more harsh on women. Uh, all girls back in the day, all girls care, be a good girl. I'm gonna find a good husband, decent husband to get married. I'm gonna have two kids before 30. All those cookie cuts lifestyle. I just look at them and I said, I don't want to be none of them. I look at the run, you know, when they said, uh, that was me. I didn't want to be like anybody else. Wait, can, you, can you translate that, what you just said? I don't know how. Say it again. Oh, how did you learn your behavior? You learned it from those who are impolite. Does that make sense? Something like that? Pretty much. So, uh, I can I can tell the most people and inspire me the people I didn't want to be like them. And uh, back in my childhood, uh, I was my name was Muhammad, and uh, I always play with boys, play marble in the streets. What do you mean your name was Muhammad? What does that mean? I find out if I dress like boys, and I play, I had kind of freedom. I can play in the street. And I always been between boys. We play marble, we play zoo. And in zoo, because I dress like boys, I could just, you know, in zoo game, you grab each other till your oxygen's finished. Like, I found that I have basic freedom when I dress like boys, when I act like boys. And uh, that was my first thing. And I said, okay, I brought up with my own idea. And I think I, I was around age four or five. My mom reading me a night a story. That was a book called, that was a story called Bulerbu Kids. And those kids in that story, uh, they try to run away from home, then go to the forest, uh, build their own life and houses. And 
that was the first thing that came to my head. Oh, I can't run away from home and I make my own life. That was first beginning. And I always like, I think since very early age, I was always seeking doing something different. It's a huge thing. Sorry to cut in there, but it's a huge thing for a four-year-old or five-year-old to realize, oh, I have an option to run away and that's what I would want to do. I mean, that's, you know, uh, that, it's, it's quite a remarkable thing to think. Um, given that you've got the parameters around you, given that you've got parental figures and society and, and everybody expecting you to act a certain way. So you always had this kind of iconoclastic, this kind of rebellious mindset as early as age four. Very early because, um, and most of the story inspired me, like one of them was Sandbot. Oh, I still watch Sandbot. So Sandbot, run away from home, hide in a boat with his uncle, go see the world. Very little tiny. And I said, oh, if Sandbot this tiny can do that, I can do it too. I still watch Sandbot when I need an aspiring. You mean Sinbad? <laughs> Sinbad. Sinbad. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, Sandbot. I mean, I mean, you know, Sinbad. Sinbad, Khanum. Sinbad, Sinbad, Khodamun. Sinbad, Khodamun, yes. So, um, when I was around 11, I remember we had neighbors come over. Oh my gosh, then gossip began. The tea and gossip was part of the culture. So one day, my mom's friends and neighbors came over and I put biscuits in a plate with the tea and we start talking. And they start talking about, oh, one of them said, oh, I tried to do this, tried to do that, but I got married, I had kids, and never did it. Became housewife, forget about it. Literally every single woman had same story happen to them. They have vision, they had dream, but they got married, they had kids, and they completely forget about it. I was a stare at them like they are my mirror. Mm. I get goosebumps still today. And I, I don't know how I stared at one of them. She looked at me and said, why are you staring at me like an idiot? And she didn't know I, I did not stare at her. I was a stare at myself. And I said, okay, I'm get out here. I'm gonna find out my own life. But that was a big lesson in that moment Everybody talking about, oh, I got married and I had kids. I couldn't do this, did, did, did. And, and I said, what if I skip so many chapter and get to the chapter I like? Like, okay, I'm gonna skip married. I'm gonna skip kids and I'm gonna jump to the chapter I like. And I said, I'm gonna be adventurous. Hmm. I'm gonna find out who I am and why I'm here. And in very early age, I knew it. I will never get married. By before age sixteen, I knew it. I will never become. Wow. I will never have my own child. Well, well, even before that, let me just go back to that. What I just called iconoclastic thinking. I mean, what I love about you, from what I've read, is that your role models, um, you know, were not Iranian stars. 
uh, or not even female. They were not gugush, you know. They weren't even Western female celebrities or leaders. But Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, <laughs> the idea that this young girl in Iran, uh, post-revolution, 1980s, in a conservative Muslim family, was idolizing Conan the the Barbarian or you know the Terminator. I mean, this is uh, it's fascinating to me. Why do you why do you think you connected with him? Um, I look at Arnold, um, first of all, he was kind of different. He hold gun like that, like a shotgun, and said, and like, I'll, I'll be back. Like, and I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to have muscle. I'm going to have gun. I'm going to have one of those, those glasses and I'm going to everywhere I want. That was basic thinking in my head. And actually, one of my sport is gun. I'm obsessive with gun. I'm a gun, the gun lover. And I shoot long-range rifle. And I compete too, anyway. Okay. And it wasn't just Arnold. I, by age 11, 11 or 12, Madonna inspired me a lot. I saw her with a lot of definitions and a strong body. She was dancing middle of between so many men. So comfortable. And she act anything she wants without shame. She inspired me a lot too. It wasn't just honor. Can I just ask, sorry, these things always are interesting to me as somebody who grew up in the West, in the, especially in the 1980s. Um, there, there's no MTV in Iran. In fact, like uh, music is banned, pop music. Where would you see Madonna with these like oh, videos? Video. That oh my gosh. We had so Zambil Hermes, we had the basket because I told you forbidden mini video. And we have every videos. What is it, the video we were watching? VHS. VHS. Yeah. We hide it and we, it was going house to house. <laughs> and it's, that was the mo American movie and American mu music. That's how I grew up. I grew up with all those things. And we were sitting like to see. Um, every top videos came out music video so your parents were conservative and muslim but they let you watch madonna videos oh uh, um yes okay. but not my father back in the day he was still with us when i was with early teen and when not when he was home but my mom she was more flexible like i was allowed to watch she watch <laughs> We even learned to dance like a Michael Jackson. <laughs> I know Michael Jackson was big. We've heard that a lot on this show. You know, it's interesting to me that despite these feelings that you have of wanting to run away, despite being enamored of Madonna and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, despite wanting to break out of that conservative mold and the expectations, by your mid-20s, by your early 20s in Iran, you're doing pretty well. You've been teaching fitness, you've done your schooling, you've started businesses. Um, what was the precipitant for you to finally leave? Um, I, I didn't leave. I just tried to go see the world, adventure. I never left Iran. Iran is my home. I have to stay out now and because I don't have any choices. If I can come back in Iran, I come back right now. Huh. I love Iran. I love my people. I love every city in Iran. I never see any part of the world beautiful than Iran. There is 
There is nowhere like Middle East. There is nowhere like Iran. But it's not worth it for you to be there because you can't be who you want to be, right? I, I do my adventure there. I Even when I was in Iran, I travel on a weekend. We went to a uh, mountain and hiking. I, I can't go in Iran right now and live Lava soon or somewhere close to the mountain. Um, Iran has everything. We have literally everything. You're saying this as someone who was uh, sentenced to 20 years in prison and, and put in jail just three years ago, right? <laughs> this, those, they are government. Governments are not people. Yes. I'm about my country i'm talking about my people i'm talking about my rich culture i'm talking about my wonderful language and poetry architectures and people with passionate and love and beauty iranian people you can't see even iranian eyes anywhere in the world as soon as i contact eye contact with an iranian person I said Oh my gosh, you're Iranian. I can tell from your beautiful eyes. We are passionate people, warm hearts. We know how to party. We know how to do adventure. We know how to fun. We are awesome people. We just have not fit government. First of all, you don't have to have grown up in Iran uh, to love all those things about being Iranian. Uh, I, I feel the same pride in being Iranian as, as you do, uh, and I grew up outside of Iran. Um, but I also think if you, if you really wanted to be in Iran, you would be in Iran. I mean, there's a reason why you and many people, and it's a, it's a sad and unfortunate reason, uh, have to leave. Um, to, to be all the things that you want to be, to be doing all the things that you want to do. Um, and so uh, I don't actually believe you if you when you say, oh, I could go back and live in Iran right now because I feel like you could do that, but you wouldn't be happy because you're... No, I would be very happy. Even in 2018, sorry I interrupted you. It's okay. 2018, I back in Iran to stay in Iran. And government caught me, torched me. Um, they kicked me out. And they said, next time if you come back, nobody's going to find your body. I I collect all this education for my people. I don't want to leave anywhere else, but I I don't have choice now. I can't, I I talk to my mom, I talk to my aunt, my friends. You don't feel connection to any other nationality except Iranian. When you talk to your people with your own language, believe it or not, I really don't care what people believe, but I know what my heart wants. I'd rather have basic life. I have luxury life here. Okay, so what? I'd rather sit on the floor and eat mastokhiar or mas with noon and just go to the mountain I, I experience everything from nothing to sit in a private jet, go to Anguilla, have my medium rare steak. I experience all of it. But I don't care if I have basic life in Iran. I don't care if I start to walk from Midura Ahan to Tajrish, watch every single stores and talk to my people. 
So Hodenjohn, what happened in 2018? I didn't know you'd gone back there to with the intention of potentially staying there. So you go back, you because I thought it was just to visit your mom. You go back, and and what happened? Actually, I um, I talked with few people like uh, we have we don't have embassy here. I was checked with so many people. This I'm Hoda Jara. I want to back in Iran. I was planning to make base in Iran for myself. And I said, okay, I collect so many information about my sport, about motivations, and uh, because it's, I'm doing it like a motivation and a speech. So and I said. All this knowledge, I'm going to back and give it to my people as much as I know, as much as I collect till this mm-hmm. age in my life. Mm-hmm. I back there, try to make base for myself in Iran. Then that story happened. And I even asked them, oh, I thought I will have not have problem back in Iran. And I said, no, you are in blacklist, actually. I said, why? For Oh, you, you encourage women to think, what are you going to do? You want to uh, make them hate their husbands or against men, you against Ayatollah. Are you planning to make military? Why people love you? They were so mad. Why people love me? Sorry, how did it? Um, do you mind me asking you about this? Absolutely. Okay. If I don't want to answer anything, I said I don't okay, want to. Okay. Okay. How, how? So you go. You're in Tehran visiting your mom, and what? Does somebody come to the door? How did they even? find or, or do they stop you at the airport like how did they find out that you were even in iran oh they're following me from airport they already know i'm in iran and um a few gyms they want me go work there and i would love to back to the gym and uh, train people train trainer how to train that's what i even do right now and um they were following me around about four days and after four days they caught me in Aryashar, middle of highway. Two cars, one front, one back, and they stopped our car. And they opened the door and they called my name. Are you Hoda Jara? And I said, yes, I am. And I said, you're coming with us. And that's the story begin. I don't want to open all those details because it's very um, aggressive. But so many of my uh, fans and audience, they ask me, what are you have? People are so nice to me. They said, oh, you have fascinating a story as a self-built immigrant and a very strong woman come from nothing without, b- without anything, without, I didn't have any uh, financial or emotional support, nothing. Me, just, I'm going to see the world. Yeah. And I said, well, can you... Can you write a book or something? Now, um, I made a pilot ready, actually. we waiting for publisher. So, uh, book's coming about my life story. And um, So, when, when, uh, they, when they sentence you to 20 years to life and they, um, I mean, obviously this was a shock to you because you didn't think this was going to happen when you returned to Iran. I, it was very shocked at the beginning, but I thought, okay, I'm not no, I'm nobody. I even told them, I'm nobody. I'm just an athlete. And I said, no, you are somebody. You planning to make military against Ayatollah. And I said, oh my gosh, you guys are overthinking. And I'm so sorry you have hired. That was a big team. You hired this team, uh, like uh, study me for two years. Just call me and I said, hold on, who are you? I will tell you everything. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry, you could put this 
budget on something more useful, not someone like me. I'm not even vegetable. I'm nobody. Did they give you an option? Like, did they say, if you stop bodybuilding and you stop this, then we'll let you go? Or did they even not even give you that option? No, they give me option in the end. If you leave quiet, cancel your American citizenship, don't say a word, don't do any activity, don't talk, you're welcome back. Otherwise, the first option was cancel your citizenship and we will take you back. And you're allowed to come here, live in Iran quiet, completely quiet, close your social media. And did you consider that? Of course not. Why would I do that? I came this far in my life. I don't want to live like a goat. They correct me. I know what is my goal. I know what I want. I, I can be more active right now out of the country. What you, you said that you talk to your mom every day in that 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. window before the rest of the world is woken up in the West here. Um, how, how is she feeling now about you, not just what you do, but you being here after all that you went through when you went back to Iran? I'm not talking to her from 4 to 6 because I have to start to work from 4.45 a.m. every day. So, But I call her any gap I have, middle of my schedule, a day. I usually talk to my mom a few times a day, talk my, to my aunt. She's my be- They are my best friend. And um, how she feel about it, she's very supportive. She's very proud of me. Even she's... She's, she's very Muslims. We respect each other' uh, lifestyle. Like, uh, so one of my uh, fans, they asked me, oh, you're lesbian. Why are you not saying you're lesbian? Because you're always surrounded with girls. I never show any guy in my page of who's I'm dating, actually. And, and I said, listen, if I'm gay, I would come up and say it very proud. My mom even was there and I said, mom, how are you feeling if I'm gay? And I said, I don't know if you're happy. I'm happy for you. And I said, Mom, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. That's so big. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I, I feel like I've learned in my life, and one of the things that I learned from my dad, because my dad was a lot older than me, and um, he, he's passed away five, six years ago. But but he really, ev- he was always the best, but he really evolved in his lifetime. He was very conservative, at least in the way he parented when we were little kids and when we first came to the West and in Canada. And then he just evolved into this. And by the, by the time of, he was in his final years, he was actually a very liberal thinker, especially on issues like uh, Masaran homosexuality, you know, which uh, as, as a younger man, he had all these ideas about. It, and then he, he became, so I saw in him how people can evolve. And it's why I believe you should never give up on anyone, you know, and it sounds like you're seeing that in your mom and in your family as well. Jian Jian. You should never, ever giving up on your blood family. All you have, that's your root. That's your everything. Even you have different interests, even if you have problem to make conversation, find a way to make communication with them without get anger or lose temper, especially on your parents. You cannot be mean to your parents 
Your mother care you nine months, feed you, baby you. If you're mean to your parents, karma gonna catch up you one day and it's not gonna be pretty. I believe in no matter what you in your life is gonna catch you one day. I believe in karma. I'm, I don't practice any religion, but I'm really serious about karma. No matter what I'm doing in my life, I always watch my word, watch my steps. Anything happened to me, even the, when I was in dungeon, the uh, secret securities Islamic dungeon, and I told them, I don't care if you guys shoot me right now. I'm already pictured my death. It's so pretty. Just let me call my mom and tell her I'm okay. And they, they didn't let me even call home for three days and say, listen, you have mom. It's not fair to her. She's, she doesn't know what's happening to me right now. And after three days, they let me have call. And I, I even started making joke with her. I said, Mom, I'm eating kebab. I'm having a good time. The girl said, don't talk like that. Like he, they just started yelling at me. And I said, I'm begging you. Let me hang up. And you keep punch my face till you completely satisfied. But this is the mother. Do you understand? And he started to just a little bit step back. And I said, do anything you want to me. I'm, I'm already dead. And I don't care. I can die right now. I, I have life like a dog years. Do you really feel that way? Can die any second? That you're not, and you're not afraid of it. You're not, it doesn't freak you out. Oh my gosh, no. I can, I can die any second. The, right now, uh, I have a reason to stay alive because I want to, uh, my project's coming soon. It's, I'm going to share with people all this knowledge I have. And I feel like I did something to my country, to my people. And I'm more then more comfortable to go. But I can go anytime. <laughs> I hope you don't. But uh, so the end of the end of Hoda doesn't phase That's you. That's just the body. But sometimes the name's going to stay. Can I ask you about your dad? You, you you talk about family and you've mentioned your mom a number of times, but not your dad. Is there a reason? Uh, he left us when I was very young. Oh. As my daughter. I became, um, I started to work when I was 13. And before age 16, I was helping my mom financially and uh, emotionally. But um, no, he never been around uh, the time he tried to talk to me, I was already famous. He even he wasn't even happy because I changed my last name to my mom' last name hmm. uh, because I told her, um, "You raise me, my mom. She's a tailor, and uh, you raise me with the clean money, halal. You did your best, all you knew, and I'm so proud of you. I don't know." What would I act if I was a single mother with three kids? It's, oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's so hard to raising kids. Back in the day in Iran, no, no support, no right. You had nothing and you raised three kids. You don't, want, mom, you don't want to have kids. Me? Yes. But it never happened. Why not? Because that's how I like it. 
And I'm really happy. I don't want to change my chapter. Why would I change my chapter? You know, I am a little disappointed in you, though, because you said you start work at 4.45. That means there's at least 46 minutes you're just wasting time at the, each morning. Wasting? Why wasting? <laughs> Between the time you wake up at 3.59 and that 4.45, I want to know what you're doing. Because clearly... No, you're so regimented, but you said I start work at 4.45, so I'm like, let's get to work, come on. No, it's every, every morning is, um, actually every morning is different, uh, but um, I have, I'm very a scheduled person. I have <laughs> that's, that's clear, yes. Yeah, I have. T I, I'm time phobia. Even even if I ba back in the day, <laughs> even if I had a date, I had to know about time. I had to know where we're going to eat, and what time we come in home, and how many drink I'm gonna have. Wow! Yeah, I need to know details. How did that I, go over with your dates? Were they okay with that? First of all, uh, the person I was with before we've been together for years. Uh, we had similar schedule. Uh, I attracted to the person has kind of lifestyle like me, mm. um, workaholic, gymaholic, a lot of me time, and my schedule, my time. See you later. That's me. You know, um, before I wind this down, I have to. I mean, it's so interesting. It's instructive talking to you because I'm. I'm. I find myself. There's a lot of reasons to be inspired by you. You're. You're a very strong person in terms of well, the things you've overcome in your life, and and, but. But the real strength, something that is inspiring to me, is just how confident you are. You know that you you kind of, you you get the sense that you know who you are, and you are confident about your path. And I wonder if if your fans or if your supporters or if people who meet you on the street or if those you compete against in bodybuilding or if the people of Iran or if an interviewer asks you, what can you teach us about that confidence, where it comes from and how to achieve it, what would you say? Oh my gosh, I'm smaller than teaching you anything, but thank you so much. As much as I know, um, never giving up yourself. Never let anybody control you. Never let anybody push you down and take, we all have our own car. We're driving in our own car. Do not let anybody hold your car wheel. Even another passenger in a car, you always should be in charge and you always should hold in your wheel as hard as you can. And never let anybody stop you. If you decide to stop, that's your own decision, not anybody else. Otherwise, you're going down somewhere, who knows, to Bagalia. And one thing I tell to people, do not put all your happiness in one person. Never, ever do that. I did it, it wasn't pretty. Always have your own life, full of life, with hobby, with the schedule, everything you desire. Do hmm. not put all your happiness in one person. What about romance? Romeo and oh, Juliet. Everybody needs romance. I'm always in love. Romance is beautiful. It's 
it has to be very strong in life, but that's your own decision. Not you have to, or this is your only choice to have. It's different. You have full of life. Now you add a sparkle to it. You have all the color in your life. No, but the, the Romeo and Juliet paradigm, or pick whatever you want, uh, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera, it's uh, Florentino and Fermina Daza, is if I can't have you, you and I are meant to be together. If not, I'm not worth, life's not worth living. That's the ultimate. So you're saying that's, you don't agree with that rule. There's more than just one person out there for us. Jian, darling, whatever make you happy. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> If you're asking me, do I personally believe only put all your happiness in one person? If you die, I will die. Personally, I don't believe that. Yes. For myself. For myself. I, I, yes, I understand. If you like that and make you so happy, you want to die with your love of life. How pretty, how gorgeous. Do it. Go die with her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Listen, there is the beauty of this world is variety. Find out what is make you happy. Some people don't want to have all these action. They look at me and I said, when are you going to get tired? And I said, I don't know. I'm happy. That's my final question for you. So I'll come to when are you going to get tired because you're clearly indefatigable. You're very, you've got so much energy, except at 8.30 at night when you pass out because it's been such a long day. Uh, let, let me ask you before I let you go about social media because you have become um, very popular. You've got a big following on Instagram. People want to know a lot about you. I mean, I didn't spend too much time, for, but from what I could see about comments and what be, people want to know everything about you, including your exact size and, you know, where you're going and who you're with. And h how do you manage that? It's easy for me. I know how much you show them. And I, I'm very obsessive with my privacy. I'm obsessive with my private life. I show as much as I want. I'm not showing everything they want. It's my life and my page. So before coming to do this interview, you canvassed your, you asked your, uh, your fans what they would ask you. And one of the things is that they were asking you exactly what your size is. Is that something that you, why, why do you think people are so obsessed with your size? Because they probably uh, don't know, they can't guess behind the camera because the first thing, every places I went, my fans saw me some of them they said oh i'm so sorry but like you're very small <laughs> oh thank you i think it's different for men and women if you call guy you're very small and it's <laughs> right, really right. <laughs> how, how big do they think you are they thought i'm very big and very muscular as soon as they see me i said oh you're tiny because i'm uh, i'm 5'8 175 and i'm 62 kilogram okay. and i'm 40 years old how long do you intend to keep this pace up? I mean, this this notion of being insatiable, of wanting to just do as much as you can, not to waste time. Uh, uh, how long do you see yourself doing this? I don't know. I don't put the number or boundary on myself. Whatever I desire, I go for it. Anything come in my head and I get anxious about it, I should do it. Anything I want, I should have it. So is there ever downtime for you? Would you lie by the pool and read a book? 
I read a lot a day because I need to keep my education updated. Okay. And the people I'm surrounded, they, every single person pass me in daily life. I learn something from them. That's my other advice. Okay, but do you it, ever do you ever just watch trashy TV or just? I, eat? I told you at the beginning, I do moderation. Okay. Sometimes I sit on my glutus maximus <laughs> and I this. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and decide to do nothing and shuffle chocolate in my face and watch one of those nonsense TV shows, and it's awesome. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, we need to hear that too, because otherwise it's intimidating. Who can be you, you know? That's a, there's a lot that you do. It's all about moderation. Study hard, read hard, work hard, train hard. When it's come to rest and fun, go harder. That's my language. It has been um, uh, quite a journey getting to speak with you. I've been so grateful. خیلی متشکرم واقعا خیلی دوست داشتم حرف زدم با شما و خیلی هم یاد گرفتم. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you so much and thank you for your time. I'm so happy and uh, I had a chance. I had this opportunity talking to you. And I'm, I, you know, a part of huge part of my uh, confidence back because I was so worried. for my English and I said, oh, my grammar and my accent is going to be disaster. <laughs> you were just great and I really enjoyed it. Be Thank safe, you. be well. I hope you'll come back on the program. We have so much more to talk about and uh, merci. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Khodafis. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. an entrepreneur, a fitness instructor, model, motivational speaker, and social media influencer. She was the first Iranian bodybuilding woman to compete in the bikini category. Hoda Jara joined us from Palm Beach, Florida today. Microphones back on. Captain Reza, the fabulous Keon, Groovy Shaya, Hoda Jara. Very, very, very interesting. Well, you know, I, I, I've got to say, I'm not kidding about this. I want to start getting up earlier. I feel the pressure to, <laughs> you know, I usually do around 6.30. I'm going to move that back to 6 a.m. And that's still two hours later than Hoda. Um, Shaya, what were your impressions? I really impressed by um, her path of, life and you know I have a, a very uh, religious aunt Amme who watched Arnold but <laughs> 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 we, we you know and Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently big with the conservative Muslims <laughs> in, in Iran yeah, yeah. yeah mostly <laughs> yeah but but you know my aunt remain what exactly Hoda escaped from that uh, and I really yeah. appreciate Hoda. There's a through line it seems like last few interviews on this show about uh, gr- people growing up in Iran and and embracing uh, icons of, of sort of American culture whether it's Bruce Lee or Arnold Schwarzenegger or Michael Jackson uh, Tintin I was going to say <laughs> but he's not quite American but uh, Pink, Captain, Floyd. Pink Floyd <laughs> Captain Reza Oh, I truly wish she would have given us a little bit more details about her experience. And I mean, the interview is can be three hours long, but uh, what a journey she's gone through. 
and the th- the moment that she had me on the edge of my seat was when she said i'm ready to go right now i'm, I'm not afraid of dying mm-hmm. and i really resonated with me i i because i for the for the longest time i had the same feeling like i wasn't i was like you know what i don't care if i die tomorrow i mean i'm a little it's 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 kind of faded away now <laughs> now i'm afraid of getting now COVID. you do care yeah mm-hmm. and i'm washing my hands five times a, 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 every hour mm-hmm. but yeah, she's she's definitely a courageous woman. Kudos to her. Um, fabulous, Keon. Well, first of all, I'm going to set my alarm to an hour earlier. <laughs> I, I don't think I can do 4 a.m. or 3.59, rather, but, uh, you know, one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part that really drew me in was that she was saying how a lot of women around her um, they had all these huge dreams and like uh, visions for their life and suddenly they get married and have kids and that's all over. Um, I, I hope that part of the culture has changed. I mean, I remember when I used to go to Iran with my family every summer, to, you know, we would spend time there. Whenever we would go there, um, relatives would turn to my brothers and say, Inshallah, you know, I hope you become successful. And then they turn to me and say, Inshallah, <laughs> like, I hope you find a nice husband. husband right. That part of the culture, I really hope we can mm-hmm. like progress beyond that where that's not yeah. you know like uh, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's hey funny. you've been successful you found a good <laughs> husband <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> no, you watch your mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was I mean it's fascinating to me it's it speaks so loudly that she still has this desire to want to live in Iran this place mm-hmm. that she spent her life her early life wanting to leave to mm-hmm. escape that image that she has at four years old of I want to get out of there you know mm-hmm. I want to escape I want to run away and then and then she does leave in her 20s with n- no shortage of difficulty and then she experiences all this horrible stuff only three years ago being sentenced to jail and all that and yet still given her druthers she would go and mm-hmm. live there now I mean that is uh, uh, that connection that she has I mean that's why she wears Iran on her shirt you know yeah, when she's yeah. pumping iron and stuff it's a uh, um, very interesting and 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 you know I have to say I mean there's moments in the interview where she would say something and then she would say something else and I would think is that consistent but I but this is her first interview that she's done in yeah. English yes. and I have to thank her so much because I know if I do I've, I've done a couple of interviews speaking of Farsi and I entirely misrepresent myself yeah. half the time because I don't know what ex- exactly some words I'm using. And she was so great uh, in terms of agreeing to do this first interview in English. We've had a few guests now who have done their first interview in English with us. And and so um, I have to be thankful to her for taking that leap. Of course, she being uh, someone who's taken a lot of leaps in her life, I guess this is just another one for her. But uh, good job, Hoda, for uh, agreeing to do this in English. We appreciate that. Yeah. Would you interview me in English? Uh, 100% <laughs> no. Because people would just be as bad as a train wreck. I barely speak to you in these. Uh, Shai, your English has gotten almost, it's, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's getting better, it was yeah. so charming earlier. You know, last year when you we started the show and your English wasn't very good. Now you're <laughs> darn right professorial <laughs> with your English. Um, okay, it's Monday, and that means it's time for letters of the week. Uh, yeah. Um, Okay, so two weeks ago on episode 87, we had acclaimed Iranian-American surgeon Dr. Abbas Ardahali on the show. On Instagram, we have username Sahar99. She says, it was an amazing talk. As Jian John mentioned, he has a clear mind. Everything is organized in his brain. 
He experienced both Iranian and American cultures, and I like how he perfectly knew about our politics and society. I learned how to explain to my kids about humans, culture, and family values. Thank you for the great program. Yeah, just a reminder that uh, Dr. Abbas Ardahali, both uh, a surgeon, an acclaimed surgeon, and an engineer, and an incredibly uh, great role, role model, you know, and mm. uh, we got a lot of lovely letters about him. And, Absolutely. Uh, appreciative of what he's doing, too, with the uh, heart and lung transplants. Yeah. He's a mom's, uh, Iranian mom's dream come true. That's right. <laughs> and then we have Peggy Ta Mahmoud Zadeh. She wrote, Excellent interview. Very proud of Dr. Abbas Ardahali. Undoubtedly, his high conscientiousness and dedication is something we have to admire and learn from. Thank you, Jian and Rukti. Thank you, Peggy Ta. And then we have Pegita Darim. Actually, I, I I thought that it's a beautiful name, Pegita. No, we have uh, we have Pega. Yeah. It sounds like Pega went to oh, no, went to went 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 Latin. You know, went to <laughs> oh, Mexico. Pegita, and, yeah. yeah, Pegita. Yeah, yeah I don't it's know beautiful. if I heard the name Pegita. It's a pretty name. It is. And then we have Leira76, username. Uh, she says, I believe that's a she, she says, I'm curious to know the name of the device the doctor was talking about. A few years ago when I had flu complications, I experienced cardiac arrest and pneumonia. I was on a device called ECMO. That device took over my heart and lungs while my organs were recovering. I wouldn't be here without that device. Wow. What is this in reference to? Remember, uh, he was talking about how he's part of the research team working on creating a device. Oh, actually, he did. He created a yeah. device that keeps the lungs. The breathing lungs. Breathing yeah, lungs yeah. working while um, they're transporting it. Right. Say it takes right. time For to get a there. transplant, instead of putting it on ice, they. Right. So there, she's referencing that device, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Lira76, thank you. Thank you. And then, so last week, uh, actually over the weekend, we posted two rookies moments from the Armin Amiri interview in video for the first time actually yes. uh, one of one of which is him recounting a uh, Michael Jackson story and the other one is about him taking ayahuasca 20 times right the uh, drug slash medicinal uh, product yeah <laughs> so, on, so on YouTube we have a Kevin Riazzi wrote the set looks great Props to Gian and the Rook team for constantly evolving the show. Thanks, Kevin. I've got to, We've got to uh, set the camera up, uh, Captain Reza. We've talked about this so that we did it with Frahoda today. It was a little bit higher, yeah. For, so I'm not looking down. I got so many people writing to me going, "Why are you looking down? Why do you got your can you <laughs> lift up your laptop or something?" So. Yeah, we'll fix it. Cool. Yeah. And then we have Amirza Shams wrote, interesting view on ayahuasca. By the way, I would love to see this video format become a recurrent theme on Rook. And the possibility of a full episode like this would be great. Mm. Thank mm -hmm. you, Amirza. And then moving on to Facebook, we have Ali Sharma wrote, another amazing story. Tintin played a major role in the life of us who were in our teens during the 80s in Iran. It's clearly, Tintin <laughs> keeps coming up. T yeah. Tintin's name, what did you call Tintin? Tantan? Tantan. Tan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny in English, Tantan. Tantan. Tan. <laughs> I think in French, it's, it's Tantan. Tan. Tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. And then we have Karimant Megarbi wrote, I'm a diehard Michael Jackson fan. And yes, he was pointing at you, Armin. He loved children, so it makes perfect sense. Okay. And then we have Mariam Gol. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. Thanks, Karima. Maybe Karima was being innocent with that uh, letter, and we're reading too much into it. Cool. And then we have Mariam Gold wrote, Good storyteller. I hadn't laughed like this in a while. Nice. And then Angelique Monet wrote, This this is about uh, uh, Armin, right? Yeah. Armin talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we have Angelique Monet wrote, What a beautiful story, and especially of MJ. Mm. Yeah, indeed. And then a few general letters. We have uh, username Fierce and Last wrote, I'm so addicted to Rook. Love all the episodes. The program needs to be promoted. I totally found it by chance. I think Fierce and Last is first and last. Oh, well, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Not as witty as you, I suppose, Gia. Right. 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 Thank you, though, first and last. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Behnam2023 wrote, You're doing great without any advertisements. Yes, we're doing our best to, to keep the advertisements at bay. Rookmedia.com. We invite you to become a patron, please. $5, $10 a month. And then Navon Official wrote, Love every single interview, you guys. Keep up the amazing work. Nice. Thanks, Navon. Yeah, so then look at that. Time for Letter of the Week. So this one is from episode 90. We had uh, French-Iranian composer Christophe Rezaï on the show, who, by the way, was one of my favorite guests. He's incredible, Christophe Rezaï. All right. Did you say that last week? I think I think you I, are I saying that. I, you know well, what? Reza said it was his favorite interview. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Keon. I listened that. to I it. Notice that? Yeah, I, listen, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't Keon. even know if she liked him last <laughs> week. Now all of a sudden, it's one of my favorite interviews. Can I pause? Yeah. I listened to it again, and I was completely captivated. And I actually downloaded almost all his music on Spotify. No way, I, love his yeah, music. I love his music. Absolutely beautiful. I love, uh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. He's, I really do. I think yeah. he's such yeah. a, what a soul, beautiful yeah. soul, and, and and which comes out in his music. He sent us a nice note on the weekend, both you and I, yes, Shia, right, yeah. saying that he listened back to the interview in Tehran and really liked it, and it meant a lot to me to hear from him. Anyway, what yeah. what did our so, letter say? So the letter of the week goes out to Sahar Hosseini. Okay. She wrote, thanks for another amazing and inspiring interview. Makes me proud that I'm Iranian. When I listen to the interviews, it makes me want to be adventurous, a writer, musician, or filmmaker. Oh, I like that. She feels inspired to be a a creator. Mm. I like that. You know, you sometimes put a voice on when you're reading the... Would you like me to redo it's it? It's like with some voice? Jane Austen thing. Like you're like, it makes me want to be adventurous. All right, I'll do and it again. And I'm just wondering if you know the person or no. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes she does it, sometimes she don't. You yeah, mean kind of yeah. like how you imitate Shia or Reza? But th- those are people I know. I mean, I don't go. Behnam 2023 says you're doing great without any advertisements. I'm like, oh, do you know Behnam? Because you're doing a weird accent and like, but you go Cyrus and he says. Thanks for and it's like a southern weird kind of like thanks for another uh. amazing interview and entry makes me proud that I'm an Iranian. When I listen to the interviews, it makes me want to be adventurous. <laughs> like, well, who yeah, do you know this person? Why are you speaking? Just that picture way? their voice with the uh, name. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyway, right. thanks Sahar Hosseini and uh, the letter of the week, huh? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, listen, it's Monday. It's the end of the week. It's the, it's the end of the week. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's the beginning of the week. <laughs> it's been a, be the you know, you. I'm all twisted around. It's the beginning. It's the end of the show. It's uh, the beginning of the week. It's the end of the show. See you on Clubhouse, everybody. Thank you so much. It's full time for Rook for today. Thanks to Hoda Jara. And by the way, Thursday, 
speaking of incredible women who've done incredible things in Iranian history, Merangisa Kaur will be joining us for a feature interview, I think, on Thursday. This is, in the meantime, full time for Rook today, rookmedia.com. Rookmedia.com. Thanks to the amazing team who put the show together. Producer Susan Ponce, the artist, Thoughtful Nagin, the fabulous Keon, Savvy Roham, Araya Mertad, Master Muhammad, Chef Haas, Captain Reza, Gruby Shaya. Thank you to all of us, all of you supporting us. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. Find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi and Mizun Bashi. Thank you.